Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Now there was something in the news, but darned if we can find it, from about three years ago. And I think it was Leo Varadkar said that they were going to try and bring in legislation where private companies... Because as you know, if you work in the public sector, your wages are public knowledge. For example, I can find out exactly how much a second-year nurse can earn or a second-year guard of Shikana or principal of a school or because they're public sector workers and they all get paid exactly the same amount of money. Well, supposedly. Um, but if you're in the private sector, which most of us are, I can't find out how much you earn unless you're a limited company, of course, and I look on Solo or, or um, what's the other CEO or what's the other... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the other website, but I can go on and find out how much your company was worth, etc., etc. And I can have a look at your books, etc., because you're a limited company. Now, the thing about it is, <clears throat> they did try to bring in some legislation, and they were planning on it, that if you had a company with over 50 people or over 500 people, I can't remember which it was, that you would have to publish the salaries of people within the workplace, within the workplace. Not publicly, obviously, but within the workplace. In other words, that... Amanda, who's on tonight producing the show, should know how much I'm earning. Or she should know how much, for example, John is earning, who's working with her tonight. Or Jane, when she's on, how much she's earning. To make sure that she's getting equal amount of pay for equal amount of time. But here's the problem. Would you like, to, would you like that to be the case? Because that could cause huge problems. Because in the private sector, unlike the public sector, people are hired at different rates of pay. Depending on experience, I imagine most of the time. So do you think that would be a good idea? Would it be a good thing to know or to have legislation whereby everybody should know how much everybody else in the building earns? Or do you think that's a bit unfair? Now, a lot of businesses do declare this information to promote fairness and equality in the workplace, but they're not required to by law, which means that sometimes employees doing similar work may not be getting similar pay. There is, of course, the argument that there is the pay gap between women and men. There is a little bit of a myth around the pay gap because the pay gap was compiled using average working weeks. In other words, what it basically said was at one stage that women were being paid 14% less than men. Now, that gap has got smaller over the last few years. But what it didn't take into consideration is that women were doing less hours and that women weren't in the same positions as men. If you actually asked were women getting the same amount of money for doing the same amount of hours in the same job, you would probably find they were, because if they weren't, that would be illegal. And the company could be taken to the labour tribunals. So here's the thing. Should you be entitled to know what your work colleague gets paid? Is that fair? Or will that cause ra arguments and rows within the workplace? Hold on for a second. Why, why, why is he getting paid more than me? You know, I'm doing the same job. I might not be here as long as him, but I'm doing the same job. I'm actually working harder. He sits in his hole all day and does nothing. So, realistically, would it cause a row in the workplace if people knew how much each other were getting? And I've worked in the industry, in the media industry, for years. And I know there are people within the media industry who may be producers or presenters or whatever who get more than somebody else and who do less work because they might have been hired for their experience. Or maybe they were hired because they had a good reputation. Or maybe they were hired because they had to get them from another company and kind of buy them, essentially, because they were getting more money in another company. So they brought them over and they had to pay them the same amount, if not more, to get them over, which would be more than somebody who's existing in that job who's already earning. That happens in the private sector. 
So would it cause a huge problem in the private sector if we brought in legislation tomorrow to say that you must make public, or certainly within the workplace, everybody's salary? Would that be a good idea? Would that promote fairness and equality? Or would it just promote aggro? Let me know what you think. The number, as I said, is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Now, I have to go to John, I think it is first. John, hi, how are you? Good evening, Nigel. How are you? Good. John, is this a good idea? Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're, like, a private sector worker, right? Yeah. You know, they give in the industry that you're in, then it's none of my business what you get, or it's none of my business we say what the likes of Mark Cooper gets, you know what I mean? It, well, if we were, yeah, well, if we were working in the public sector, it would be, of course, because if I worked in RTE, you're quite entitled to know what I get. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general terms, I don't think it's anybody else's business what you get, like, because... But, but it, okay, it may not know. be your business, John, but is it, say, Damien Farrelly, who's a daytime presenter here on radio, in Ireland's Classic It's Radio, is it his business how much I get? Well, yes, because you're working for him. Well, I'm working with him. He works as a presenter okay. here in the radio station. So I've I've no idea how much Damien earns, and I don't think he knows how much I earn. So mm-hmm. because we work in the private sector, and that's not information that's shared. But but should it be information that's shared? Well, no, because if it's a private sector company, mm-hmm. know, like obviously it would be different. Like if you're working with several RTE, yeah. Or we just say if you were working, we say the BBC in England or Northern Ireland. Yeah, that's taxpayers' money. Yeah, it's taxpayers' money. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But if I was working, we say on the building site, whatever, it's, it would be nobody else's business what I get. Like, yeah, but if you're working on a building site, as say a brickie, and there's another hmm. lad there who's a brickie and he's a bit younger than you, and he's getting more money maybe than you, would that be fair? So are you entitled to know how much he's earning? Well, no, it wouldn't be fair, like, because if you're there, if you're working longer than him and he's, and he's getting paid more than you, then that wouldn't be fair. Mm. But then, well, then surely then you'd be entitled to know how much he's earning. Out of fairness, wouldn't you? No, I, would, I wouldn't ask him, like, you know what I mean? No, you wouldn't ask him, but should, should your employer, you know, make it public, have it, you know, internally, obviously, you know, that it's on the, the company website that you can log in and see how much other people are earning? We've lost yep. Hello? Yeah, yeah, sorry, John. Go ahead. So go ahead, John. Sorry. I wouldn't Hello, feel Yeah, no, Dermot, wait there just for a second. Hang on. Sorry, John. I wouldn't continue. feel comfortable if someone was asking me how much I'm getting there. You know? I mean, the mice will go ahead and ask me how much of my bank account. If that was the case, you know? Mm. But I think that it depends. Like, if you're a public sector worker, then obviously by law, we have a right to know how much we're getting, but if you're a private sector worker, then obviously the answer would be no, we don't have any right to ask him what you're getting. Do you think it would cause arguments? Massive arguments. I think I think it would. <laughs> Knowing the industry I'm in, I think it absolutely would cause arguments. But in but saying yeah, that, it would bring an element of fairness into it. Yeah. I remember going back about, I think it was over 10, 11 years ago, there was a guy who actually texted in uh, Mark Cooper to ask him how much he was getting and Mark Cooper said it was none of his business because he's not funded by the public purse. Like, and I don't always agree with what he says, like, but yeah. I think he was pretty much bang on the nail there. Like, it is nobody else's business. 
I know, you yeah, know. sure. I get people who comment online, you know, giving out about me, and they say, we're paying your wages. I say, no, you're not. You're not paying my wages at Listen. all. Listen, they're not paying you enough. That's that's the problem. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, they, I, I could never be paid enough, John. I value myself. I could yeah. ne- never be paid. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Sharon. You are the best homeless in this country, by the way. Oh, thanks very much indeed. Sharon, hi. Stay there, John. Sharon, hi. How are you? Good evening, though. You, well, you've I'm heard, great. You've apart heard from it. the bangers. Apart from the bangers. Yeah, I know. They're banging off all night, aren't they? Yeah. This is a welcome distraction. Yes, it is indeed. But look, unfortunately, we're going to have to take you back into Halloween a little bit later on in the show because we can't <laughs> ignore the fact that it's Halloween and it's a nice, it's a nice thing to talk about. It's fun. But Sharon, get, yeah. getting back to... John says... It would cause rows within the workplace, but I suppose it does promote equality, doesn't it? Yeah, I would think so because you you said it yourself there. You know, you you know your value, and I have to be honest, I didn't know my value when I was in employment, and I worked for a private company, and uh, some people knew what some people were earning, um, but it was all very, <laughs> you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So I think that um, I definitely should have been on more than I was on. And I only learned that later on, but I didn't value myself enough. Mm-hmm. So I think it should and be... And were there other people within the workplace doing the same job as you, earning more money? I'd say so, yeah. Mm. That's a yeah, problem the then, isn't it? I got. Yeah, that's a problem that's then. The you know? Yes. And, and the thing about it is, that is ille- by the way, that is illegal. But the problem is people don't know about it. So if they don't know about it, it's not illegal anymore. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Okay. Like yeah. if, you, if you're working, say, answering the phones in a company, and then, you know, somebody else is hired to answer phones in a company and they're being paid more than you, but you don't know about that, well, then you're not going to do anything about it because you can't. But if, if it's public knowledge or becomes public knowledge, even though it's a private company, well, then you can do something about it. Yeah, and I have to say a supervisor spoke up at one time and I did get a raise. Mm-hmm. And it was very it was very decent of her because she was in the know. You yeah. know? Yeah. So that that was that was really good. But for for <sighs> anyone out there starting off their careers, know your worth. <laughs> yeah. I mean th- there is an argument, the very famous argument here in Ireland in relation to pay was um of course uh, the two newsreaders in RTE. Uh, Brian Dobson and Sharon Violon, and it turned out she was earning less money than he was. Now, I believe that's been all sorted out. I think she's been compensated and fixed up for that now since. But that was a big argument at the time. And I suppose the argument being made by Orti was he had a lot more experience. Now, don't get me wrong, she's a brilliant newsreader too. So should she have been paid the same amount as him, or do you get more money based on how long you've been working with the company and how much experience you have, even though you might still be doing the same job. Well, that's a funny one, because if you're doing the same job, you'd imagine you should be paid the same. Mm-hmm. But then we do like to hire people with experience, because sometimes they pass their experience on to others, don't they? Well, they do. So yeah. that's a difficult one. Yeah. I mean, j- so sorry, John, are you, are you still there, John? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you remember that case of Brian Dobson and Sharon Eviolon. I mean, that was a, a big argument at the time as to whether they should have been earning the same money. Now, obviously, he was years with RTE. She was a bit younger. Now, she was still spent a good time at RTE, but it yeah. turns out that she was earning less money than he was. Was that was that unfair? Well, not really, because it was there longer. But she was doing the same job. Yeah, 
But same hours, same my, job. Yeah, but in my opinion, he he would have had more experience. And does that does that gain you more money if you've more experience, even though you might still be doing the well, same amount of work? Yes. Hmm. Um, See, this but, is where it comes in with but, the public sector and the private sector, doesn't it, guys? Because in the public sector, when somebody has certain reached a certain level of experience, they go up, the pay scale goes up, and it's in lots, you know, in the public sector, whether you're in, you know, travel company, you know, say Dublin bus or mm-hmm. pick any any company, there's a scale. There is, so, yeah it probably makes more sense to do it that way. But at least we know about that scale because it's made we, public. Yeah, we know about it. And the more experienced ones, you know, say in their fourth, fifth year, would be earning more than the second or third, whatever, that mm-hmm. could be doing the same job. Yeah. But I think that's a good system. Yeah. Now, as I said, I think Sharni Violon had been compensated or that certainly uh, was looked after by RTE or I imagine They it must was. have thought it was in the end that she was right. If they compensate, well, her. the thing about it is, he was being paid substantially more than her. It wasn't just a few quid; like it was substantial, which yeah. which is kind of hard. I'm sure for her, it was a hard pill to swallow because she's doing the same job at the same hours Absolutely. at the same time. You know. Absolutely, I agree, and I loved her on the on the news. Yeah, she is very great. good. Yeah, no, she's very professional, yeah. and she she's extremely good at her job. She but she does the nine o'clock news now, I think, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but stay there for a second. Let me go to Dermot. Dermot, hi. How are you doing? Oh. I've got quite a lot of experience in various different industries over my lifetime, and I came across a very interesting case. There was a um, a French manager took over the uh, big hotel in in Dublin, and he had a rule. He just called in all the staff on the first day, and he says. You get a percentage of the profits of the hotel, right? And we all know exactly how much each person earns, but if you mouth it out to anybody else, you'll be fired, right? Yeah, sounds like a (laughs) co-op. Yeah, and he quadrupled the amount of money the average person got paid in the hotel. And that wasn't a problem for a year until the directors, the Irish directors, found out what he'd done and they closed the hotel down and they refurbished it because they were not going to allow this kind of new management system into Ireland. And they fired the French guy who went on to make another successful hotel somewhere else in Europe. So, yeah, um, we can operate a system where we know what everybody's earning, but they want the system is designed, especially in Ireland, I found in Ireland particularly uh, to be looked at. They don't, they only want that all the workers at the bottom get paid less than the managers, and the managers get everything. And I, I know a guy who worked in the banking system, and he told me how it works. He says they, there might be 50 people in the department doing something. They, they get one guy to be in charge of uh, that section, and he's told you're to have the staff that are doing that job down to 25. And then what happens is you're going to get their money that you got rid of, most of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can pay the managers more. But you have to make those 25 workers now do the work of 50 people. And then when the next guy comes in, he gets told 12 and a half, and it goes on like this. 
and the managers are getting more. I mean, it used to be the managers in, they say, the 60s or 70s got, say, three or four times more than the average worker. Nowadays, they're very often on 100 times more than the average worker. You know, sometimes a thousand yeah, times. But, but I mean, yeah, but that's, hold on a second. But, that, that, but, now, now you're going down some sort of anti-capitalist route. You know, no, I'm not going down the anti-capitalist route. I'm going down the... Um, if you pay, of course, it's logical. Pay. A manager would get more, depending on the company, a no, lot more, a lot more than an employee. Now, there's an American guy who set up a big multinational, and he and he said, "I have only one rule." He says, "If you pay peanuts, you get monkeys." Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and he said, "I pay way above the average income for that class of work." And he says, I get no problems, and I sign no contracts with anybody because I don't have to. My word is my word, and I mm. deliver. Yeah, well and that, he says, I never have a problem. Yeah, but the only, the only problem is, Jeremy, that wouldn't last you long in a labor court. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's, it's amazing how things... By the way, under, uh, under Irish law, if you don't get a contract, it's assumed you have a contract. Right, yes, so because a yeah. contract is a meeting of the minds. That's all it is. If well, you yes, you don't have to have a written contract for any job because the labour court will assume a contract if you don't actually have one. So that's, that's just, right. it's just assumed. Okay, but but getting yeah. getting back to your average worker, and, and I'm I'm very interested in what you have to say in relation to you know you know this kind of co-op idea, which was a big thing back in the eighties, by the way, the co-ops. Um, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, look, Kerry Co-op. Everybody who invested money in Kerry Co-op, they're yeah. all millionaires down in Kerry these days. <laughs> <laughs> we know a few of them. Yeah. Okay, but the yeah. idea that you work in a private company, let's say, we'll take Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. It's a private company. It's privately owned and it's owned by shareholders, mm-hmm. right? Should everybody yeah. within Classic Ireland's Classic Kids Radio know how much everybody else is earning? I think so. I would say that will keep the staff mostly happy because they'd be able to see very quickly, look, hang on a second, your man's a lazy git and he somewhere or other is getting three times as much. Mm. And then you find out that he's part of some secret society or he's some part of some... He's a clique with the boss, yeah. yeah. Or something, some weird and wonderful thing. And then you're able to say, well, hang on a second. And uh, then you can sort the problem out because you got the information. But you, hey. you, 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 you know... Up. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. Go on there. Keep talking. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought somebody else wanted to say something. Oh, no. I know. So, I know. Yeah, Let her in a second. Get one. Yeah. I mean, I found when I worked for several companies over the time that somebody would come up to me and start needling me with stuff like, yeah, yeah, you, you do this or you did that, you know, in the past. Now, that was all in my CV. And they're only just the same worker as me. So they're obviously getting preferential treatment from the manager to access to all the information, even though. They very often were far inferior to me in the work that they did and what they had to do, and they didn't understand. I mean, I mean, I was very involved in electronics, and so I I knew straight away. I knew four or five times as much about electronics than they did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But they seemed to be in with the managers, and so I figured, okay, this is all part of this league. There's people. Uh, secretly chosen <laughs> in the background, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to be part of that setup because that's, I mean, there's all sorts of shenanigans. I mean, I was offered basically weird, wonderful contracts. And I said, ah, this is dodgy. This is in the gray area. I'm not having anything to do with it because, you know, people but end see, up in jail. But, but here's the thing about the private sector. The private sector has always been a little bit dodgy in respect of, you know, Let's say Garland's mm-hmm. Classic Kids Radio. So let's say they want to get a producer for a show. And yeah. let's say there's four of the producers that work in the building. And we'll just take examples of money. Let's say four yeah, producers in the building. Yeah. 
are on 40,000 each, right? But yeah, they, but they want, bit. yeah, but let's say Damien Farrelly, his daytime show, they need a new producer. And they think there's, yeah. there's this great hotshot guy over in Today FM. And they say, God, we'd love him. Let's see yeah. how much he'll do it for. And he, they ring him and they say, listen, would you, would you be interested in moving over to Ireland's Classic Kids and producing Damien Farrelly's show? And he turns around and goes, well, I'm on 50 grand here. And they go, well, we'll give mm-hmm. you 52. Will you come over? Yeah. And he comes over for 52. Now all yeah. the other producers are on 40. He's on 52. Yeah. If you make that public knowledge within the building, there'll be murder. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, certain certain kind of industries, you do tend to get those kind of problems. But the thing is, they're very often ironed out later when the other producers move up uh, through the machinery and get better, and then they're on 52. I mean, it's the well, they might, But impact. they might never be on 52. Ah, yeah, but they normally do. I mean, you know yourself, everybody moves. You don't work in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, they may, they, may, they, may, they may end up on 40 forever, you know, until, yeah. until there's some sort of national wage agreement or there's a, an all-round rise given to everybody, which means the guy on 52 will get the rise as well. So what I'm saying is that wouldn't happen in the public sector. But it will happen in the private sector. And I'm only using Ireland's Classic Kids Radio, of course. That probably oh, yeah, wouldn't happen here. In the public sector, they just had to. I mean, it's taxpayers' money. So mm. the, the public are entitled to know what, who's getting paid what and why. And, and they're all their schedules and their, mm. you know, so much for extra years and yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Sarah Jane. Sarah, hi. How are you? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, are you public sector or private sector? I know you're a carer, but are you public sector or private sector? I'm public. Oh, okay. So everybody knows how much you earn within your industry. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, now, right, I worked in the private sector for years. Like, you know, I was a good 15 years behind me. And I was a senior. But then when I applied in to the public sector, um, after getting the job, they send you out a letter. If you have experience in this area, um, you get put on a certain pay scale, salary-like. Yeah. But then when you go ahead and you bring in your pay slips or whatever the documentation they want, like, they'll just turn around and say that doesn't apply because it's the private you work for. Oh, right. It has to be public. Doesn't make, yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Like, yeah. so, but it doesn't make sense because they still have the same experience. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they have different you know, scales. Uh, yeah, the civil service of like A1, B1, whatever it is, different scales, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, as you say, as that chap was saying there, or you even said it yourself there, in regards of you're working for <laughs> a private company and someone else goes in and gets 52 grand while people have been there years and only on 40 grand. And, like, there's not a thing you can do about it when you're working in the pub, in the private. But here's the thing. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Let's say, you know, one of those other workers finds out that the new guy, the new producer guy, Get, is getting 52 and he's on 40 or she's on 40, they would actually have a legal case because it's actually illegal to hire somebody to do the same job for more money on, in the law. But people do it all the time. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, right, I went for, I went for an interview, right? And, was um, it for a producer for Damien Farley's show? <laughs> I'm joking. No, listen, <laughs> I went for an interview and halfway through the interview, I didn't even complete the interview and out straight the person said it to me. I can't give you what you're looking for. She says, like, would you come in and just give us a dig out in regards to over the Christmas? So I was like, yeah, but, like, you're going to have to tell me, like, what you're going to give me. Yeah. Anyway, 
I was in the place, I was chatting around to the girls and whatever, and this was in the private. And there was a person there for nearly 16 years that was getting less than what I was getting for just doing the favour, like. Yeah, because you were coming you know in, I mean? well, that's because you were coming in under contract. Yeah. I wasn't coming in under any contract. I wasn't getting, I was only coming in doing a favour, like. Oh, okay. But she did turn around and say to me, actually, didn't you, please do not go ahead, go around and say anything to any of them. Mm, because it's illegal. Because I would have, probably, I don't know, but I, did, I wouldn't do that in any way. But like, but so it's, well then, well then, here's the question, right? Should should it be the law that you are that woman that was there sixteen years, for example, should she be entitled to know what you were getting for coming in part time to help out? No, but now people need to like. I'm not being rude. I'm not trying to be a smart ass here. Like, like if the job is not meeting your needs, you need to wake up and smell the coffee, and look at what's around you. Like, if you feel that you can't do it, change the language, change your thinking in around it. And better, like, like I'm not going to say better yourself because you are who you are, like, you are mm. what sort of a good worker you are. But don't underestimate that you can't get a better pay out there. For oh, no, I, I tell people to value themselves all the time. But yeah, so, but, but sometimes people are stuck in a situation in a private company where they earn, say, 40 grand, let's say, for example, right? And they think everybody else doing that job in that company is earning 40 grand. But they might not be. But they don't know that. Yeah, but I know that. And not only that as well, like, even though it's public and private, like, there's an awful lot of perks that people are getting that will not share, no matter how well you know them in a job, like. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's... Oh, there's a lot of secrets being kept. Of course the secret's being kept. Boss is saying, listen, will you do will you do the Wednesday for me? I'll tell you what, I'll give you this, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. You will get that, and you're not going to open your mouth about it because at the end of the day, it's paying your bills. But is but, that but is that morally wrong that other people in the building are doing the same job as you for less money? Is that morally wrong? Is it morally wrong? Too right it is. But like, so how else is the company supposed to make money? And these companies are proven that they don't make money. Well, they do, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how they're making money because they're getting people out of fear. Or else you're getting people that are coming in that probably have, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks experience at a job. And they'll get less pay. And then, as you say, you have people that have X amount of years experience and they're still on the same pay. Stay there just for a second if you can. Jason, hi, how are you? Good evening, Doyle. Ah. Sorry, pal. How are you? Yeah, I don't know whether all truck drivers get the same amount of money, Jason. No, we don't. We don't. We're all on different contracts. Every single truck driver is out there. There's uh, the six fellas sitting right beside me. We all do the same job, but all for different companies. I can't do it. We're all on different wages. Okay, but if you're working for the same company, would you be on the same wage? No. No. We all do different jobs. Well, I, I, I can only speak for myself. I There's lads in my company that don't do what I do. I'm so You know where I'm sitting now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lads at home in their bed, but they don't get the same as me. Yeah. Because I'm prepared to do a bit extra. I'm prepared to do things that other lads won't do. Yeah, well, if you're doing, well, no, hold on. If you're doing extra hours, of course, you get extra pay. No, it's nothing to do with extra. No, it's nothing to do with extra. It's nothing to do with that. And our contract is different. We could be held up, uh, you know, at depots, at customs, you know, at borders, you know, stuff like that. So we're all employed to do the same job. But we do we do it different ways. There's some lads that, now, not down that, now, and they'll drop the trailer and, you know, go back to the base. But I'd sit with it because it still has to be done. So I know. So is that, that's what you're doing depot. now. You're sitting with a trailer now at the moment. Oh, I barely sat on fire. I was no, I'm not having five, four fire trucks around me. 
Oh God, you're like, right. Becker set up, married. He set a bonfire right beside the trucks oh, in the field God. beside the industrial site. Loud of little scrouts. And come here, by the way, I'm in an all right part, right? So it's not. I'm in a. You're, you're down in Dublin Ports now at the moment. No, I'm out of Dublin Park. No, I'm out in the country. I, I, I'm, I'm gone from the park. If you know what I mean. Like I'm parked in an industrial estate. Okay. And I'm not too, not, not, and like it wouldn't be a rundown park. Little shites came from nowhere. Had a bonfire. And there's a load of trucks around. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. But get, getting back, do you believe that in in the private sector, people should be entitled to know other people's wages? No, not in the private sector. L- listen to what you said. What's it called? Which the private? It's called a private. Sector mm. companies, private companies won't get the stuff done that you will in public. You, you know yourself, right? The, the, the public and the them companies, they don't want to deal with it. Just not not doing it. Two cares. It, it's public money. They don't care. When private businesses go bust, if if we went on like the public sector, we'd go bust. Yeah. Yeah, well, so of course, of course. In what way, like, I, I, I'd love to figure it out. Ah, come here, listen, my whole family are in it. Don't get me started on that. I'll tell you about it. Sarah, I'm, I'm going to agree with him. A lot of public sector workers wouldn't last a day in the private sector. They wouldn't. No, seriously, come here, <laughs> honestly. There's five <laughs> of my family members in it. I've been working in both. I've been working in both. I have a family that came from the private sector and are all in the public sector now and trust me when I see what they don't do for a living I'm not invited to Christmas dinners anymore in my house because I tell them all how much I pay them (laughs) 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 but but see they have good unions they have good and I don't knock them for that in the private sector, you even mentioned the word union in my gig. You're gone. You're, you're parked and you'll yeah, never yeah, get another. Yeah, you, that's you, it. Yeah, that's so true. It's not that, but your name will travel. In our, in our industry, if you get a bad name, you're, you, you, you won't get work. You're oh, oh you, if you're in the private sector and you want to be in a union, your class is a troublemaker. Oh, you won't get another job because <laughs> don't bosses like talk. That, don't. The same way employees talk, bosses talk to other bosses. Oh, he's a troublemaker. Oh, I wouldn't hire him. He doesn't show up on a Monday. You'll never get him on a Friday. There was but, a time, by the way, when you worked in radio, you had to be a member of the NUJ. Yeah. That, that's not the case anymore, by the way, because there was a huge big strike. If, uh, you probably don't remember this. Of the old days of Radio Nova. Do you remember the pirate yeah. station? Yeah. When, when all the, the radio stations and all the newsreaders went on strike. Do you remember that? And, uh, I remember Novia, yeah. Yeah, and ever since then, uh, ever since that strike, um, it seemed to, you know, completely disappear that you had to be a member of the NUJ to get a job in radio because the last why? thing a radio well, station wants is in a union. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But because not everybody can go without their wages. Sorry, sorry, not everybody can go without their wages. You don't get paid yet when you're on strike. Yeah? So it's every That's man true. for himself, Noel, nowadays. Would you pass, would you pass a picket, by the way? Uh, no. Would you not? No, out of principle, no. I just e- wouldn't. Even if you thought it was, I did once, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I tell you what, it was, I was working in a nightclub, which was happened to be in a hotel. And th- we were all happy in the nightclub. We were paid well and we were okay. We had a good boss. You know, he owned the so nightclub. That was a separate. Yeah, yeah well, so he was, was leasing the nightclub from the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the hotel workers went on strike and they were picketing outside the nightclub and asking us not to go to work. And when I'm going, well, well, this has nothing to do with us, so I just passed the picket. Exactly. Every man for himself. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the private sector. It's every man for himself. Niall, the, 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 the disparity now and the gap between the rich and us is ridiculous. I, that, I, that's why I initially texted him. I remember, I, I heard it last week when I was out in England on one of them shows. And when they done the top 200 earners or the rich people in England, yeah, when they first brought it out 40 years ago, say it was, it was 6,000 times the average wage, yeah, was the, what was what these people had in wealth, yeah? Yeah. It's gone up to 18,000 now. 
And in the pandemic alone, in the two years of the pandemic, they made a quarter more. That's the equivalent of giving every single person in the UK, and I'm only using our statistics because that's where I heard it, 9,000 pounds. That's how much property just they, these rich people made over the normal people just since the pandemic. But did, I, did, I, did I hear somewhere before 5% of the population there and 98% of the wealth? Yeah. Oh, it's less than that. It's less than that. Yeah, it's something like it's, 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 less, it's less than that in the sense that it, the, the, the other part is right, but it's, it's something like 2 or 3% of the population now earn over 90% of the wealth now. Mm. And most of it, there's, t- there's two companies in the world. One of them is BlackRock, I think. I can't remember That's what right, you're... Yeah. And, and they own something like 75% of the business around the world. They don't actually do anything. They're just an investment fund. They just go around and they buy everything. Just buy businesses and invest money, pension funds, pension funds, and our government pension funds. They're, they're out of our league. Okay. The people now on our on our level... Sorry, no, for, for, just let me finish this. People on our level, on the, say, 50,000 down more written off now, from 50 up to 100 now, they are now the working class. They're not even the middle class. They're the working class. But, here, but, here's, the, but here's the thing. 50 grand nowadays, unfortunately, nothing. is nothing. 50 it's grand nothing. 10 years ago, you were delighted with yourself. But 50 I grand know. nowadays is nothing. No, I got a lot of money a long time ago. Yeah, but that's going to change now. Right? Uh, sorry, sorry, Sarah, what are you saying? Sorry, I said, no, isn't that not all going to change now in the budget? <laughs> and I'm sure they're trying to take more of us out of the tax. Yeah. They're trying to take more lower earners out of the tax and bring more higher earners or make more the middle earners pay more tax because we all know the higher earners have the best accountants. They'll pay no tax because they'll pension all their money or invest all their money or do something. So, yet again, it's the 50,000 up that are going to be absolutely hammered and they're, they're taking more people out that are on less. I think everybody yeah, should pay. Yeah, no, I, the whole tax system is grossly unfair. It needs to be all broken down and re-examined. Like, the, the, those on 50 grand are going to be paying 41 cents in the euro, which is nearly half their wages on anything over yeah. whatever it is, 41,000, <laughs> 41, isn't that what it is? So it's 41 yeah. cents in the euro over 41,000. So yeah. they're being hammered for tax, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, as you rightly said, there are companies out there who are, you know, pulling 250k in profit, you know, even sole traders with 250k in profit who pay very little tax because they write everything off as expenses. And the bigger the company, the less tax they pay. Absolutely. And the revenue commissioners will go after the smaller guy rather than go after the bigger guy because it's easier to get a smaller amount of money than it is to get a bigger amount of money. Noel, you know the old saying, out of bank, 100,000, they're banging down your door. Mm. Oh, them two million, they're bringing you over, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, but well, d- just finally, just getting, sorry, I'm going to come to Bernie in a second, but getting back to the original question, Jason, similar to the public sector, and there was this suggestion, both in the UK and Ireland, that companies should have to publish the wages of all their staff. Do you believe they should? No, we're just padded to these snowflake yeah, but but no, I no, but I do understand no, private, it. I do understand private, it. Private, Noel. Private is private. Everybody goes and negotiates their own contract. Everybody knows what they're worth in a business. You could be on the exact same money as the person next to but you. But that goes against. But that goes but, against the very idea and the spirit of the law. The law, uh, you know, the Employment Equality Act 1998 to 2015 states that if you're, you know, doing the same amount of work at the same amount of time, for equal, you should be getting equal pay. How, okay, are, you, how are you supposed to find out if you're at an equal pay if nobody okay. tells you? But, so, 
sorry, Noel. Sorry, Noel. You're saying equal amount to pay for equal amount of work and equal amount of time. You're sitting beside somebody at the, on the same desk, yeah? And they're not pulling their weight, but they're there the exact same amount of time as you. They clock in at eight and clock out at five. But you know your productivity is more than that. It, 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 you know, your yeah. productivity, say, is 75%. Theirs is 50%. Should you be getting the same as them? You're putting 110% into your company, and into your Equally, job. I could give you the opposite argument. You, you're in a company, same amount of time, same amount of hours as somebody else. That person's sitting on their hole, and they're getting more than you, maybe, because they know the boss. But, I, I, yeah. And and you and you don't know how much they earn, and you're getting less. It's that up, wouldn't be fair. It's up to you. No, but it's up to you to go to the boss and say, "Listen, I'm working here a long time. This is how much I work to you." If he says no, well, then they're not a company to work for. You know, mm. I took a cut in wages to go working for this fella, right? Of, of over 150 quid a week for the simple reason the last fella was an arsehole, an absolute arsehole, <laughs> and he thought because he paid more and had flasher trucks or flasher lights. Everybody wanted to go to him. Where they flashier trucks and flashier lights, but he, he he has a torn style at his second reception desk. That's how much staff he goes through. Right, but you know what I mean. Torn you know, style at reception. The, company, <laughs> the, the, the bigger the company, Noel, you're only a number. The smaller the company, you're a person. Okay, well, no, no, I and I do agree with that because from working in the media. I can tell you now, the bigger radio stations, you're, tr- you're treated with less respect than you are with the smaller ones. Yeah. 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 Okay, but still, but stay there for a second. Mind you, it doesn't mean you get more money. <laughs> can I go to Bernie? It's not only about the money, Doyle. It's not always about the money. Sometimes no, you're right. You're right. A week. You're right. Because if you're miserable every day going to work, what good is a thousand pounds if you're dead in the year? And if you're happy every day going to work and you're on 600 quid but you live 20 years, what's better for you? Okay, well, stay there because, Bernie, you worked at the HSE. Yeah. As a nurse. So we would have all, at the time, we would have all known how much money you were earning. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I would have known the next level, which was the ward sister or the CNM2, CNM1. We all knew, because it's all, it's all in the... Public Irish knowledge, country. yeah. Yeah, it's all in the board, you know, the, the INMO. We were, we were all part of that. And so we have to, it's very transparent. Um, so I didn't mind because, it, it, you know, I knew what I was working and what my, 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 my allowances were and whatever. So I was kind of up to au fait on everything. Um, uh, the only thing I don't know yeah, about the Brady, private sector fairness, to us. Brady, can I say yeah. in fairness, like when you're talking about allowances there, right? I don't know like what your background is in nursing and stuff like that. But would you get a different type of allowance more so than another CNM2 or another CNM1 for different allowances? Where no, you knew quite you well that CNM1 wasn't entitled to it. No, you see what happened like, was so we got a, sec- a, a, a we got a, a basic rate, and then if you worked a Saturday or a Sunday, and Sunday. Um, I say a bank holiday, you, you got it an allowance. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's like not premium. Overtime, but above. Yeah, did you did you get an allowance by the way for working late at night? Um, yeah, you work in night well, you got paid for so many hours per night. Yeah, okay. So you got paid for say you worked a twelve-hour shift, you only got paid for eleven point one three hours. I never knew how they come up with this. Um, and you got paid for that. And you got double time, say, on a Saturday, Sunday. That was one day. So you got time and two overtime on a Sunday. You got, a, a, say, a set rate for Saturday. And you got double time for Sunday or a Christmas or a bank holiday. By the way, can I just say, as much as I appreciate the hard work that all the nurses do in Ireland, and, and by the way, they can never earn enough, to be honest with you, uh, because they, they really do Trojan work. Not the ones that run around with folders in their hands, but the ones that actually do the work. Um, but the one thing I will say is they're not underpaid, really, are they? 
I mean, when you take the, the allowances into consideration and everything else. Yeah, then. when I started out in Nile and, and it built up my years of service, it, you know, it was horrendous. Like, I got very bad, poor pay. However, with all the unions and, and when they all became proactive in, in nursing and began to change the, the goalposts for us, yes, it improved. And I don't, I, I got an, enough to live on. Yeah. You know, I did. I, and I worked hard for my money and I earned what I thought was was a good enough wage for me to live in my family. Yeah. I wasn't looking for anything extra. I didn't get, um, you know, a weekend. You didn't get, and no one paid for me to go on Christmas nights out or easy things, and you know, unless somebody left a gift into the ward. And we very seldom. Yeah, yeah. We weren't allowed to accept gifts anyway. But I'm um, in the private sector. I see people getting like, you know, gift token for a thousand euro to Dunn stores at Christmas. They get brought down to hotels. Like they have oh, very nice packages. Yeah. Like- yeah. Sorry, can I cut into that lady for one second? Yeah, you've never got a bonus, Jason. <laughs> oh, go on. Yes. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. No, my boss, I, sorry, no, no, I wasn't going to say that. I have a brilliant boss. He gives me something every Christmas. I, I, he looks after me and my kids. Isn't it amazing that the people we need the most we pay the least? Well, yeah, to some degree. But, Isn't it? Yeah, but, but, but I, well, hang on. Irish nurses, Irish school teachers... Um, I'm not too sure about the Garda Shea but I, they're not too badly paid. Now, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't do the job for the money they get. But in saying that, they're not the worst paid in Europe. No, they're not. Yeah, well, 35 grand a year. Well, hang, well, hang on, Sarah, why are you quoting 35 grand for? That's There's basic rates, and then you've all the allowances on top of that. Yeah, but junior guards don't get that. Like, And if they're starting out on their own. Oh, guards. Sorry, now, guards. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't work yeah. as a guard in this country. Yeah, well, that's no, what I'm saying. Like, okay, wait, sorry, sorry, Jason. What were you trying to say to Bernie about bonuses? Go on. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they get what they get. I, I, my boss looks at me, but I, we're not entitled to bonus. We don't expect the bonus. The way I look at it in the private, as I said, it's the private sector. If you work hard enough and your boss knows you're worth it, he wants to keep you. My industry is absolutely wrecked. You know that, Noel. There's nobody coming into it. We're, we're, we're boating them in from second halfway across the world for some strange reason. You know, because nobody wants to get into this business. I mean, we're shit paid for what we do. If you walk out, I'm in a truck for 24 hours, yeah? I, I, I'd be on less than six quid an hour if you walk it out that I'm in the actual job Cabin. for the 24. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But in our, in our job, the way it works is you're only paid while these wheels are turning. So we're, we get what's called staying out money. Some do, some don't. You know, that type of way. Right, okay. So if you so, do, what, how many hours? Out, how many hours a day are you allowed to drive? Ten? Fifteen? No, we're only allowed. We're allowed to walk fifteen, right? Fifteen hours a day, our day is right. Um, we're only so allowed. Can, so can nine. you drive the truck for fifteen nine. hours? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Nine hours, four and a half hours. We have to take a forty-five minute break. Four and a half hours. We can extend it then. That's a nine-hour day. We can extend it then to two ten-hour days over the week. Right, okay. So when you take that break and then you take, say you're off and you're off down to La Harve or something like that, I don't know, whatever. No, we do 11, we get 11 hours off and I think then two nine hours and then the rest are 11. We have to take 11 hours. And do you get paid for that? If you're in the middle of nowhere, do you get paid for sitting in the car for that 11 no, hours? No, no. And it's a, a lot of lads, if they don't, no, and a lot of lads, if they don't have a load back to where they're from, they don't get paid for the day they're parked up either. I mean, that's not good, is it? Don't no. get me wrong, we're all rightly paid. Like, it's getting... And why, what's the average hourly rate for driving a truck? It's, it's, it, it, uh, agencies are paying hourly rate. The likes of the fellas we work for pay a daily rate. But you say they're on good money, I know that. 
Nah, not great. Honestly, you, well, you haven't told me how much it is, and what's the what's the earlier daily okay, wage? Okay, come here, come roughly, here, come roughly. Here. You, hold on a second. I don't want to know your wages, Jason. Niall, roughly, Niall, I sorry, I'm just that girl says we're on a great wage, right? I leave my house on a Sunday evening, okay? I say goodbye to my missus and kids. I get home on a Friday evening, yeah. If I get home during the week, I'm lucky. I'm in this truck all week, yeah. I get less than eight hundred a week for it. Let's just put it that way. Well, that's not good for I what you're doing. Saying that, please, no, no, that that's not. Why? Do you know, so I'm actually one of I'm actually one of the better paid ones out there because I'm Irish. Yeah, Bernie, I wouldn't do that. Okay, sorry, getting sorry, getting back to what you were saying there, Bernie. Uh, yeah, so public sector workers are well aware of what everybody else gets. So, in other words, if you have a gripe, at least you know what somebody else is earning. But do, do you believe that should go across the board in the private sector? Should should I know how much other presenters earn? Yeah, I think it should be very transparent for everybody. We're all working to live. That's all we're doing. And it should be straight across the board. That's my personal thing. Um, now, people have degrees and diplomas and all the different things. Maybe there should be, you know, if you've gone, put yourself through college or you've done whatever, those things should be, you know, if that's what makes your job, you can do the job different, say me, well, then you should ha- it should reflect in your paycheck. But I still should know you're getting an allowance for having a degree or diploma. Yep. Maybe I could aspire to that in a few years' time. Just right now, I don't yeah, have Yeah, but Bernie, in nursing, that doesn't happen. You know that there's no, an awful lot of nurses out there that are, like, they're excellent in different fields. Like, they're able to connect, say, the catheters, and they're able to taste bloods, and they, you don't get an yeah. extra for that. You know, no, and no, I think that's, that is a holy disgrace. And, like, I'm working <laughs> totally now. Like, I, I know I get paid. Like, I get paid for my break. But, like, I do see the way the nurses go on. And, like, I think it's great because, like, if my CNM is brilliant for us, they'll, like, if we're looking for that, they'll get it for us. Like, yeah. so, like... How many hours a day do you do, Sarah? I do 30, well, 13 hours. That's what I do. You get paid for, yeah, we used to only get no, paid for sorry, I, just, I, I do 12. I get paid for 12. And <laughs> I get a 45-minute break. And I get paid for the 12 hours. Okay. So I, I start a quarter to eight and I finish a half eight. How many days is that? How many days is that? Um, it really depends. It's 39 hours a week. Yeah, see, we're only allowed to drive 45, but our working time directive is 60 hours. 60? It's just because, yeah. It's, yeah, but ours is because I could be two hours sitting on a loading day waiting to be offloaded. I could be two hours sitting on a day waiting to be reloaded. I could be four hours in customs waiting to clear customs. So they they allow that. It, it, it's our driving time. We're only allowed to drive nine hours, but by God, man, they can, the rest of the time is... Yeah, but you see what you're right. talking about, but there's different yeah. areas to the HSE, right? Like, I was in a place, another place as well, right? And 12-hour shifts, right? And I was going on tonight, so I was working that Saturday and Sunday in the daytime, right? And then I was on a week and night. So I was at, actually at the doing nine 12-hour shifts. And seven of them yeah. were nice, even though I got a week off. Well, do me a favour, all of you. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Sarah, Jane, Bernie and Jason. Um, or Sarah, Jane, not Sarah and Jane. Sarah, Jane, <laughs> Bernie and Jason. Stephen, hi, how are you? Oh, good. Good. Stephen, do you believe that people within the private sector should be entitled to know everybody else's wages? No. Oh. Why? You shouldn't know the wages. Is it, is it not well, fair? Is it that you should know how much your work colleague, if they're doing the same job as you, how much they're getting? No. No, to be more than that. The unions be called in to be more though. 
But it's not the whole point of it because it's illegal. It's illegal. If I, the job I'm in, if I went, to, if I'm in the, the job that I'm in, if I'm driving a van, saying my job, yeah, someone comes in, only starting, they can't jump onto a van because someone can claim them. Mm. Right. Okay. Seniority. Yeah. yeah. So we get paid more than them. We should someone come in and get paid the same as I'm getting. Yeah, but if somebody comes in and he's driving a van and doing the same job as you're doing, even though you might be there five years and he's only there six months, should he be getting the same money as you? No, because there's always one of us have to bring him out and show him what to do. So we get no, paid I'm, for that. No, no, I'm, I'm saying after he's shown what to do and he knows how to drive the van and he's going out. No, you have to walk your way up. But if he's doing the same job as you? It doesn't matter, you have to walk your way up. To earning the same amount of money? Yeah, but see, but Keep that's technically that's technically illegal. It, it, it's technically illegal. <laughs> technically, it's illegal. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Didn't yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're, it's under the Employment Equality Act, right? So, if mm. if I'm doing the same job as you and I'm driving a van for your company and I'm delivering and I'm doing the same amount of hours as you, I should be getting exactly the same money as you. But I wouldn't. Mm. That's the problem. So. You know, people are not going to find this out unless you made a law that said private sector workers, you know, should have to have their wages published. Mm, it could be right there, yeah. But yeah. Should you be entitled to know how much I earn? Not really, no. 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 I don't care if you know how much I earn, by the way, but I'm just saying. I have, have the clue. I have the clue. But I don't work for RTE. Me, really. I, well, I don't know about that. I may not be. Uh, I don't yeah, work for I don't work for RTE. <laughs> you, you wouldn't on a Sunday now. You wouldn't on a Sunday earn more than me now. Would I not? No. No, but that's because I don't do that on a Sunday. Do you get? Do you, do you still get double time on a Sunday, by the way? Yeah. We, we go in on a Sunday, we work well. It's called task and finish. We start to say seven, we finish at about ten, say, yeah. Yeah. Three hours, we get uh, eight hours double plus an hour travel, 17 hours. Oh, right. Three that's hours, right. Four, three hours work, yeah. That's worth your while. Mind you, the amount you get taxed on it probably isn't worth your while, is it? Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. A few quid. Usually we have to walk, we have to walk during no time, you know. So, so for basically for a Sunday morning, you're getting two days' pay? Yeah. If it rains, you get paid. Right. Oh, you get pay, you eat get you get rain check money as well. Rain money, yeah. You get eat on site money. You get travel money, and you have a van to go to work even van. <laughs> eat on site. So, what's site. eat on site money? What's eat that? On site, yeah, what? eat on site allowance. Yeah. Well, they give you money for your spar lunch, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, your, lunch, yeah. for your breakfast roll. <laughs> you put money in for your lunch, yeah. That's all. It's an old thing. What's, what's the name of that yeah. company? I think I got a job there. It sounds good. <laughs> you know the you know the company. <laughs> Is it, it's not on Pulse or DPD, is it? DCC. What? DCC. What? What's DCC? To Dublin? What? Dublin City Council. Oh, the, City Council. ah, right. You work for the council. <laughs> ah, just stop it <laughs> and that. Ah, stop. <laughs> I always go. feel sorry for Mick, who's down the hall with the shovel. I don't feel sorry for the rest of the lads looking at him, but I always feel sorry for him. <laughs> I'd have to get down the hole because I'm the smallest. <laughs> There's always one lad in the hole and a load of lads all standing around looking at him. What's that all yeah. about? Isn't it? <laughs> but here's the thing. But here's the thing, Stephen. I've always said this, right? And I'm not having a pop at you. I'm sure you're a hard-working man, right? But yeah, yeah. I tell you now, council workers wouldn't last a minute in the private sector. Of course they wouldn't. No. Because they'd have but to actually do a day's work. I tell you what, we're working on... 
Um, Thomas Street, long time ago, well, it wasn't, but the, the pavers were, yeah. So yeah. you got the, the WC count pavers on the left-hand side there, yeah, of Thomas Street. Yeah. And you got contractors in on the other side of the road there. Yeah. yeah. I, the I know where this is going. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. We were driving past every day, and oh, my God. So the contractors were nearly finished. And Jordan lads were still... We're still, we're water, still drinking right? their cup of tea. <laughs> Eating their biscuits. So what, t- what time of the work? Do, do council workers start at 10 in the morning, yeah? No. What we time is... We're going to seven. Please, seven eight. All right, okay. Cup of tea. It depends. Cup of tea, chat. Oh, that's all finished with now these days. Is it? Yeah. Decide which shovel you're going to pick. Yeah. You just get in and get out. There's a canteen there and all, but the subsides, you get your dinner for three quid and all. All right. Very nice. Proper dinner and all, you know. But. Well, you're, see, you're in the public sector, so I could find out your wages anyway. Of course you could, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm allowed, yeah. to, I'm allowed, I'm legally allowed to find out yeah. how much you're paid. You know what I mean? Well, it's money for it. It's ridiculous the things you get the money for. You get money, you hand over the phone. If you're on nights, you hand over the phone, you get 40 euro for handing the phone to one person, the other person who's coming on to nights, plus his night money for what? handing over the phone. What, for just giving him the phone? Because he has to take a call. No, you're on nights for a week, yeah. Yeah. So say Paddy's on now on the Monday. You come on the Monday, give Paddy the phone. Paddy takes the phone. Paddy gets starts off straight by 40 euro for putting that, taking that phone off him. He's on nights for a week then. And what's the, what's the phone for in case of an emergency he gets a call? Yeah, when he goes, he does a day's work and when he goes home, he gets a call out, goes back out, which is mad money as well. Yeah, so he gets, paid for, the, the he gets paid for the call out too. Yeah, plus he gets 40 quid for having the phone in his pocket. So just just for having the phone in his pocket, he gets 40 quid. And yeah. do, you get, do you get disturbance money? Yeah, you got disturbance money, yeah. yeah. What's that for? Because I've heard of this famous disturbance money. There was a, a department, I'm not too sure which government department it was, it was on the keys there. And they moved buildings three doors down because the old building was yeah. being renovated. And all the staff had to move three doors down. And they all got, like, silly yeah. money. I think it was, like, five grand each. Disturbance oh, money. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. All the, all the main depots now in Dublin, in, um, Dublin City have, re, have gone up to Ballymun. There's a super depot in Ballymun now. You have all the cleansing depots left. You have to have the cleansing depots in, um, in around town. Mm-hmm. Because they're 24 hours. But the likes of the, um, and the paving, the electrical, all that, they're all going up to the big um, depot in Ballymun. 15, I think it was 1500 euros disturbance money. <laughs> <laughs> disturbance money. All the old school from years ago have got all these um, little, little things for the, um, for them, you know. They used to, do you remember when they used to get the check money? Mm, yeah, check, you get an hour off for change of check on tours, yeah. Yeah, do you, they still do that? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody actually gets paid by check anymore? No, 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 you can't, but nobody gets paid by check. And yet they still have the hour off. Oh, yeah, do you want to lose it? I saw the old people years ago fall for that with the union. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't remember that, everybody used to get paid by cheque many, many years ago and the public sector workers got a time off so they could go to the bank and change their cheque. Yeah. And there's nobody that's gets true. paid by cheque. Yeah, that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. That is You're in bizarre. the union then as well. You pay between €5 Euro and €7 Euro in, in the union. Depends what you get um, a week in your wages. You might get a bit more, you pay more in the union. But you, and what, you have what? a doctor. Well, yeah, go on. Every union has a doctor. She goes to the doctor, you don't have to pay for the doctor. Very good. And what happens if you have, if you have to use new equipment to get paid disturbance money for that too? <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to have a ticket. You have to have a ticket for everything. You have to be walking the long course. You have to go on. Right. <laughs> the course for everything these days. That's everything. like a holiday camp, Stephen, that you're working oh, in. 
it's mad, but there's a course for everything for putting cones out. It's for putting a course for putting cones out. Yep, it's a cone, a three day, three day course, and it costs about fifteen hundred euro. If you have to do it, if you're going to a company and say you have to have the cone course, it's called SLG, Soil Light and Garden. You know, I'm, I, I'm, you I, I'm curious now. What do they teach you about putting cones out? You have to the work area you're in has to be so many meters um, fenced around. The cones have to be so many meters apart. First cone in and last cone out is the man at work. You have to have the arrow signing out. If if there be more, because if there's a crash and you haven't got them cones properly laid out, that's it. Double City Council sued. Liable. Oh right, sued, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So this is if you're on a main road or something like that, yeah. Well, even even around um, yeah around the um, housing sites as well. Are you serious? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's crazy. So the council can move you off the road. Right. Our roads, our roads, roads and traffic can move us off the road if we haven't got all our, all our certs. Right. <laughs> Jeez, that's a great old job, Steve, isn't it? Yeah. How long are you in the council now? 16 years, really. Yeah, well done. <laughs> it's, a, mm. it's a cushy old number, is it? No, it's not cushy. You can walk. You don't want to go into walking not to one, you know? No, of Day course. Quicker when you do something, you know. Yeah, you, you gotta keep yourself busy. Yeah. Arseholes, there's arseholes in the place. It's full of arseholes. There's no friends. Well, you what, just are standing around doing nothing, like scratching themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. See, this it's is the problem. Easy. And then they complain when they go on to, when the council get private contractors in. They'll complain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them operating. Sure. Look, we've seen how long roads have taken in this country to be done. I, I, I was. Do you remember, the, was it, I don't know who was doing the road out there on the Nace Road. I think it was the council were doing something, and I can't remember, but it was years in the making, right? And I was over in Florida one year, and I know I keep coming back to what they do in Florida, right? But they were putting a bridge in across a motorway. It wasn't there one morning. The next morning it was there. And, I went, and then somebody was telling me they brought the bridge in on a Chinook helicopter. And, like, they had the, they had the supports put up that nice dug. JCB's in, concrete down, supports up, bridge in, yeah. all in the space of a night. It was incredible. Yeah, unreal. It's done unreal over there, yeah. Yeah. Lads over here, you can, you can imagine <laughs> the council doing that over oh. here. <laughs> yeah, get the JCB down, lift it up. <laughs> sure, it would, it, they'd have to get all sorts of certs just to get the JCB in. That would take a few weeks in yeah. itself, yeah. Well, the bridge we put in in New Mainland Bridge, not New Mainland Bridge in um, Cabra. I'm not too sure. No. I'm, oh, I, th- I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was brought in. That was that was great the way they done that. Yeah, they bought that in the mode control um kind of big um. They only looking back of a forty foot lorry. Yeah, about fucking five hundred wheels on each side and fell mode control, and that was made, and they brought that in, you know, you know. So that was good. Yeah, that well, but it was yeah. contractors, but oh, it wasn't the council now. <laughs> no, we had to move the poles out of the way, you know, and put the cones down. And put the cones on with you. A cone course. Hey, hang on for a second. Cone Morris. Course. Morris, do you want to go on a cone course? Oh, listen, I, I went out on behalf of my company one time to do something like that, and I wasn't trained in the SLG course. And yeah. I did the job I was asked to do because I didn't know about it. It was a job that came up at the last minute, coning off an area and putting up red tape right in yeah. the heart of Dublin. Yeah. And the next day, a guy pulled me and he said, you could have been arrested. If anything had gone wrong yeah. there, with a crash or a pedestrian or anything, you said you'd have been fucking arrested and sent right. to jail. 
because you have a FTSE course. So everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, Stephen. Stephen's like a union man here. He'd enforce the rules. You you need to have the course. He's bang on. Yeah. <laughs> He's bang on. <laughs> well, if I'd known, if I'd known, I needed that now. I wouldn't have went. But yeah. like, there was a phone call after work. I'd done my days work, and I got a phone call. All oh, this and much stuff. Can you do this? Can you do that? And that's somebody that used me. So I went back to him and I said, "Don't ever ring me again." I home. I know a course that I'm not qualified to do. In one of the me in one of the media colleges, right in Ireland, yeah, there's a course. It's a three week course on how to put a microphone on a stand. Wow! Okay, I show you here. Hang on for a second. There you go. I just did it in three seconds. <laughs> for a second. Is, is that a microphone with a lead or without a lead? Oh, do you want me to unplug? If I plug the lead, you won't hear me anymore. So I won't do that, okay? <laughs> but it, the, the, the lead is just a three-pin plug. You just plug it into it. It's not that difficult. You press a button and plug it into three it. Three-week course on how, how to put a microphone on a stand. And it's all about to make money. I know. That's some arseholes being paid for three weeks to show them how to do it. And, listen, and the no, students I, I are all there job. lapping it all up going, oh, look at that, a microphone <laughs> on a stand. Ooh. Niall, that chap's only in in the door. He's only a red arse, as we call him in the army. Sixteen years in the job. I'm forty two years doing my job, right? Yeah. And one of the things I've learned over the years is, yeah, you're not you, you, the workers are not appreciated anymore. You're a, you're a piece of, of meat that wears two yeah. boots for eight hours a day. What's going? And that's all you are. Like I used to have pride. I do have pride. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I tell you one thing. Do you know what? My mother told me a long time ago when I'm 62 now, and she said, "Never forget one thing, son. The richest man in the world is the man that can go to work every day and provide for his family." Mm-hmm. You're and right. I never forgot that, and I never forgot that. And I said to my kids, "Always take this life lesson that my mother gave me. If you can open your fridge and you have something to eat, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet." What more do you need? Yeah, yeah no, That's you're right. No, you are, no, you are right. And you know what? Basic lights are ribbon. You know. Yeah, Jason was right earlier on. Them. I would work for less yeah. money in a company I enjoyed working for. And uh, me too. Yeah. Like somebody said to me a long time ago, even before after I left the army in '82, right? And I'm in this job since '82. If you like what you do, you don't yeah. work a day in your life. And that's oh. exactly. Like, can, can I just say to you, over the last 14 years, as you know, I've been working for Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Mm. I've had opportunities to move to another radio station on three different occasions yeah. um, and offers of more money than I'm getting now. And I didn't right. take it because I, I follow the money. No, because I, I, I prefer to, to enjoy what I'm doing and like what I'm doing. Exactly. And I, I, I like working for the people that I work with. But I'll give you an example of what happened to mm. me. I was with one company for 35 years, right? Mm. And they lost the contract. And I'm with another company now the last six years, seven years. And I've been treated better and I've been getting on better at the job I do with the new people rather than the old people. Because when I look back and I've seen my father work for them as well as I did. And years ago, my, my dad said to me a long time ago, he says, never forget one thing. He says, it, in years to come when you're working, he says, you'll be looked upon as a liability rather than as an asset for yeah. service. And that's the way I felt. And... They just use you and abuse you. But in the job that I'm in now, with the company that I am now, I hope they retain the contract. It's up next year, the year after. And I hope they keep us because they've done leaps and bounds of work. And I came over, you know the way you transfer to one company from another under two P? Yeah. It means you transfer into a new company, but you keep your you terms keep and Yeah, you keep right? all your terms and conditions, yeah. yeah. It's and called the law of continuation. Yeah. Yes. And I kept my terms and conditions. And... 
there's people coming in and they're you know they're saying oh you get this and you get that and you get the other it's none of their business that's my personal so that was the question well that's that. the question we're asking tonight and Stephen yeah. thinks mm. there'd be, there'd be yeah. more now mind you Stephen is in a job whereby I am entitled to know what he earns but mm. because it's taxpayers' yeah. money. And by the way, can I just point out, I'm not having a go at people who work in the council because, look, you the council... I know, I know. Yeah, the council oh. are there when, you know, when there's a flood or when there's a problem. Yeah, a I know. Name. Yeah, I know. No, look, no, not every council worker has a bad name. Some do, right? And there's always that kind of thing about the council workers doing very little and all staring into a hole. But we, we do have to appreciate the hard work they do when we have a problem. For example, if there's a leak exactly. or a flood or whatever it is, they're all there. The yeah. yeah, they're there to fix it. But, but sorry, Mark... Yeah, but Morris, yeah. in the private sector, uh, not the public sector, yeah. obviously, like the council, do you believe people should be entitled to know how much everybody else earns? Nobody has a right to know what my personal contract or wages are. That's my personal private business under GDPR. Well, well at the moment it is. At the moment it is. But they're yeah. trying to change yeah. the law and to I, make it other people's business. I, I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. But see, here, but here's the, yeah, but here's the quandary, right? I'll say this to both of you. Yeah. If we have a law that says the Employment Equality Act, whereby people are entitled to get the same wage for the same hour for the same job, right? In other words, that's the law, right? How will they ever find out if indeed, you know, that is happening unless they know what you're earning? I suppose it goes down to, um, you know, if you want to go down that road, in my opinion, it should be an opt-in or an opt-out situation. You can either agree to reveal your personal details. Actually, nobody will. Nobody will. So who's going to agree to it? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you want somebody to know your private personal business? It's none of their business. I go to work like any other man, and I'll do my day's work. And whatever contract he gets, either below me or above me, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about what other people earn. Once I'm earning enough to keep me nose above the water, I'm mm. happy. But listen, I'm going to tell you the best council joke I ever heard, right? Okay. Stephen, I appreciate this. <laughs> oh, by the way, people are giving out to me now saying the, the floods were caused by the council not doing their job properly in the first place. <laughs> but can I, I point know, out, no, that, that's decisions that are made at the top, by the way. That's not the workers. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, anyway, here's the best council joke I ever heard. I have a good mate of mine who lives near me and he's in the carpool a long time. And basically, he, he, he sees the carpool and the council's going downhill. I said, what do you mean? He says, they're not replacing people. They're bringing in contractors. Mm. Right? So yeah. the contractor stays on the job as long as he can to get as much as he can. Anyway, he said to me, this fellow was taken on by the corporation in Dublin. And they gave him a, a, a bidding round, you know. And he was going out with his cart and his brush and his shovel. And he was cleaning up the streets and emptying the bins. And he was doing a great job, you know. And funny enough, one of the foremen was getting phone calls into the depot about him saying, Jesus, this guy is really good. He suits in. He's fits into the community, he's community driven, he loves his job, he's pleasant and he's nice. So the foreman says, well, I'll have to go out and have a look at him, keep an eye on him, just to see what he's doing, because it's coming up to whether I make him permanent or not, you know? And uh, he's on six months trial, you know, the usual. So yeah. the foreman goes out anyway and he's watching him and um, he's, he, he's, he's saying, oh, Jesus Christ, he's very good, paid attention to detail, you know? Next minute you just saw him picking up the shovel and smashing it down on the ground and put the shovel back in the cart and walked away, you know? So the farmer went over to see what he'd done, had a look what he'd done, and the man came back into the depot that evening, you know? And he says, how are you doing, Paddy? How did you get on today? And he says, grand, not a bother yet. Another good day, you know? He says, it's getting fairly close to your decision to give you a full-time job or, mm. you know, yeah. let you go after six months. And he goes, um, you had a bit of an incident today where you raised your shovel up in the air and you smashed uh, something on the ground. And, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, what were you doing there? He said, that was the snail. 
I smashed him to bits because he was following me all day. I Before you go, I'll tell you a good story. Just It reminded me, because yeah. I thought you were going to tell me something different towards the end of that, but anyway. There was... Now, I, I don't know if this is an urban myth or if it's true, but I think it is true. So you know the matter private where do you know where the the car park used to be? It was you drove down this gravelly ramp into this gravelly. That's right, yeah. Off Echo yeah, Street, yeah. Echo Street. Okay, Echo Street, yeah. All right, okay. So there was a guy there for years when you went in, and he'd give you a little ticket, and then when you came out, he'd charge you, you know, per hour or whatever it was when you parked mm. there. Now there was no tarmac; it was in bits. It was all gravel. He had a little wooden <laughs> yeah. hut, right? So when they got the plan and permission sorted to to build the extension onto the hospital, which is now part of the matter private, I think, isn't it there? Anyway, yeah. so they they said, uh, they whoever it was was looking after the whole plan, and they rang up the matter and they said, listen, you know, you're going to have to tell your man, you know, the car park fella there, you know, that obviously has to move out, you know, you have to, you know, you have to sort him out or whatever you're going to do with that car park space. And they said, oh, we thought he worked for the council. And so your man got onto the council and they said, no, he works for the matter, I think. It turns out he worked for nobody. Him, he, he'd been doing it for 15 or 20 years, seemingly, oh, yeah. I don't know. Wow. And he wasn't working for anybody. He just spotted oh, yeah. an opportunity one day and went, that's not a bad idea. I think I'll charge people for going in and out of the car park. And everybody yeah. assumed he was working for somebody else, but he wasn't. Amazing. Yeah, good man. Good man. <laughs> I now good I don't know. As I said, I don't know how true the story is. It could be an urban myth. I, I well believe it. I well believe <laughs> it. Man. Before no, you go, do you remember what years you... ago there was um, the petrol strike was on? I'm talking about twenty twenty. I do indeed. Yeah, when all the smugglers were coming down the from the north. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the cars were queuing up outside the garage, right? Yeah. Do you remember that in the queues? So there was a guy who had a clever idea up in Bally Farmer. He bought a white coat and he put a Tesco. Texaco sticker on it, and he marched up the cars. Here's your, here's your voucher. Give me a tenner. You're only getting a tenner. Here's your tenner. He's done about sixty cars. He's done about sixty cars, and every time the queues went up to the place, right? He'd let the new queue come up, and he'd walk out again. How's it going? Yeah, here's your voucher. He had loads of change on him. I think he cringed for about a week before they copped on when he was there. Go on, Stephen. You were going to tell us a quick story, but go on. Yeah, no, sorry. But did you get Christmas bonus? Did did I get a Christmas oh, we bonus? Do, yeah. Did, did, oh, do you do. get a Christmas bonus? Yeah. Do you get you? Yeah. Do. Yeah. It's usually a voucher yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. We get we get a fucking diary. <laughs> a what? A diary. A diary. <laughs> did I believe? By the way, on post last year, right? The Christmas bonus and on post last year was a book of the new, uh, you know, eight of the new stamps. Stamps. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what they gave. Thanks very much indeed, Stephen. Thanks, Thank Morris. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the air. All right. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.